Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, Global Church. Hope you're doing good. Uh, my name's Andy, and I've been married to my wife Anna for almost 12, well, over 12 years now. Gosh, that's flown by. And uh, we've got four kids, a couple of businesses, and we run the local church of Global here in York under Dave and Shelley Shaw, who, who head up the movement. So it's fantastic that you are joining us today. Whether you believe or not in Jesus, uh, we want as Global to make these messages as, as accessible as possible, because this message is not just for those that believe, it is for humanity. And so, uh, you know, after hearing this message, you might want to forward it on to someone, send them the YouTube link. That'd be great because we want to help people out. And so really, the message I want to kind of share with us today is a message around change. You know, because right now we've just left August. We're going into September. And uh, I don't know what it's like in your part of the world, but supposedly in England, we have summer has now behind us, although I'm not sure it ever started properly. And uh, we're now into autumn, which just means... I don't know, at some point I probably need to turn the heating on, which is just a staggering thought. Um, and, uh, you know, being in Yorkshire does not make it easy to at all uh, part with the money in my wallet for paying heating bills. So, you know, I'm sure we'll get a few more, you know, layers of clothing on before that happens. But, you know, change is something that goes and happens and occurs throughout life. We understand that when we, you know, if you've got kids and, and we've got a young 10-month-old girl, Rosie, and she has just started to crawl. It's amazing. I mean, it's not just any old crawl. It's a proper army crawl. You know, she is going. She is, I swear she's training for something. Um, it's great. I'm sure the upper body strength will be maximized. And then uh, I'm sure it all changes as we grow older. But those, those, those amazing transformative years when, when children are growing up and you see the changes before your eyes, it's just amazing. And I think as we get older, we kind of almost kind of, sit back a little bit thinking, well, I've, I've mastered the basics. I can walk, <laughs> maybe jog, maybe even run. And, uh, you know, I can, I can make, make some breakfast, just about, you know, some lunch and dinner. It might just be baked beans on toast. But we, we, we feel like we've got to a point now where actually we can just dial down the changes. But the thing is, life just keeps throwing change at us. Whether it's the changes in season, whether it's the change in the sense that the school term is about to start and therefore our whole kind of rhythm and routine is going to change once again and for I'm sure for many parents it's going to be a joy thinking yes the kids can finally go back to the school the education system I'm not a big fan of the education system other than the fact that it does take care of my kids for significant portions of the day which is such a relief when there's so many other things going on but whatever it is for you I think we can all appreciate that change is here to stay the question I have is how how well are we at a changing? How well, how flexible, how malleable are we at adapting to the changes that are happening? Because while change happens in the world around us, even moving out of a pandemic or moving slightly away from some of the restrictions, you know, change is, is pivotal, it's significant, and especially in our spiritual life. You know, the Bible talks about change. You know, you might not realize it, but when when you hear people say, repent, and often it's that guy, it's somewhere in the city centre that might be with a megaphone and a, and a sandwich board over him saying, repent for the kingdom of God is near. That word repent is really, it's, it's derived from a military term of, of being able to about turn, about
about changing direction. And so really the Bible, one of its central messages is that we, we, we turn, that we change, that we turn towards fundamentally God. But then as we turn and face God, there's all manner of change that go on in our life internally that then manifest and occur externally in our physical world. You know when something goes on off the inside, it changes how you operate on the outside. I don't know about you, but just the example of relationships. When I first met Anna and, uh, you know, she obviously took my breath away. I mean, not literally, but, you know, we use that term. All of a sudden, I start to change my behavior. I was conscious of like, have I brushed my teeth this morning? Before then, it was one of those activities that could be passed by. I was all of a sudden a little bit more conscious of, of how I spoke and, and what I said and then trying to be funny and trying to be polite and maybe even, I'm sure at one point, pull a chair away as she used to sit down at a table for dinner. You know, we, we are aware when things go off on the inside, it changes our external. And as we look to God, as we look to Jesus, it's not just um, a physical kind of look. There is something internal that goes on that we start to change on the inside. We start to transform. And this is the, the process of, of becoming more like Jesus, more like a son of God or a daughter of God. We're all created in his image. And so it's only natural that we start to adhere and move towards behaving like a child of God, royalty. You know, ultimately we, we are, we are we're part of the royal family. <laughs> you know, that we get to have access to certain privileges because of our relationship and our status between us and God. You know, if you were part of the royal family right now, I mean, I'm guessing that's 99.999% of us who aren't in terms of our national royal family, if we have one, we would be like, flipping heck, <laughs> I'll be using that, thank you very much, going into the restaurants, the coffee shops, getting right to the front of the queues because of the position and the status that carries with being part of a royal. You know, I want to talk about change. But the thing about change is I, I, it's one of those things that I do simultaneously love and I also, I hate to say hate, right? I'm nervous about it. Why? Because I love it. Because it, it's, it's the promise of change or the, the, the other side of change that it brings. You know, when I look at the change, like, I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to change my routine. I'm going to change my health. I'm going to get I'm going to get more in shape. I'm going to get more muscle. I'm going to get thinner. I'm going to get whatever. I love what change promises. The thing is, when it comes to putting down the tub of Ben and Jerry's or the packet of crisps or that chocolate bar, oh gosh, the change all of a sudden doesn't seem as appealing. <laughs> but when I make that decision, I, you know, like, oh, I want to change. I want to have a better health. I want to have a better marriage. I want to have better finances. I'm going to save a bit more this month. When it then actually comes to stopping spending, all of a sudden, so much harder. You know, we're, we're caught in this tension of wanting change, but also not wanting it. We quite like the comfort. We quite like where we are right now. The thought of, of doing something different, frankly, is just a bit uneasy. You know, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new workplace, a new uh, community that you're going to go into. Maybe it's coming into a church. You know, you don't know the building. You don't know the people. It can feel awkward. And I want to say, but some of those changes are going to be some of the most healthy changes that we make. And so I want to help us today to get our head around this topic and find some tools and some keys of how we can experience change in our life. You know, the Bible in Isaiah 43 says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is all about doing a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in your life, whether you believe or whether you don't believe. He still wants to do a new thing in your life because he is all about the new. He's all about transformation. He's all about us pursuing him and becoming more like his son, Jesus. And it's an amazing thing because as we start to pursue God Almighty and we start to um, experience the new things in our life, we experience the benefits of those new things. Because when you ultimately do, use the example of health, improve your diet, you experience the benefit of feeling lighter, more healthy, more energy, more, more kind of confidence in social situations or even at work, ability to wear clothes that you no longer can wear because of, you know, a few COVID pounds that you've packed on. You know, there are so many benefits the other side of when we transform and when we change. But the, but the challenge is where to see the new thing that God wants to do, we often have a heart that is slightly hardened to the change in front of us. You know, a mind that is maybe a little bit closed down to what changes that we want to make, let alone that God's looking also to, for us to experience. What is the change that you want to see in your life? You know, linked to change is this idea of a new start. You know, Jesus gives us a new start in life where he can detach the mistakes of the past, the, the, the errors of our ways, and allow us to kind of live in today, not living out of yesterday's failures. You know, that we can pursue tomorrow the vision that we have in our mind or that God has for us, the plan and the purpose that he has for our life. But Jesus is in the business of giving people new starts throughout his time on earth, 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, Jesus gave people a new start. That was, that was central to his kingdom message that you do not need to live in the past, but you can live in a fresh start, a fresh life, a new creation right here, right now. I don't know about you, but I want to let go of some of the past. I want to let go of the mistakes, the things that claw and pull me down because of the experience I've had growing up or the, the letdowns or the disappointments that I've had in career or in business. You know, I'm, I want the new start. I want to embrace the new, but so often I struggle to do so. You know, we love the story of going from rags to riches that we see in the news or somewhere in social media because it gives us hope that, you know, we don't have to be dictated to by a situation, that if we are in a situation that looks and resembles rags, that it doesn't need to stay that way and that maybe there's hope for us to experience the riches that you know we see televised sometimes you know we love that story of transformation where you know what looked hopeless gets turned around and becomes an absolute success story um there was sue boyle uh, susan boyle you know the, the 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 lady that came onto was it britain's got talent and at first, when you looked at her appearance and, and her demeanor, you thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be one of those moments of like cringe on TV. And instead, what we experienced as we saw her sing her operatic voice was just unbelievable. And all of a sudden, you see the transformation in people's faces and attitudes in the crowd that this lady that they at first probably despised is now someone that we want to cheer on because we experienced or saw such a dynamic transformation right there in the moment. You know, we love it, but we often don't apply that same mentality onto our own life. We don't think it can happen for us, and yet it can. 
So, you know, the Israelites, God's chosen people in the Old Testament, they used to be under the Egyptian superpower. You know, they were slaves. They weren't just under, they were in slavery. They did not have freedom. They could not eat the food they wanted. They could not drink the drinks they wanted. They had to work. They were subjugated. They were whipped and beaten when they weren't hitting the quota of work that they were meant to be doing. And in that moment, God introduced Moses, someone had been cast out, to, you know, well, cast himself out to the backside of a desert. But it brought him in to save his people, to lead them out from slavery into the promised land, into freedom, into abundance, into riches, from rags to riches. But here's the funny thing about the, the whole period, and it's in Exodus if you want to read it, is that even though the Israelites escaped, there was the ten plagues that, that Moses, you know, God delivered on Pharaoh and the Egyptian people. And you would have thought after seeing such miraculous signs that the people would be like, yes. And, and for a moment they were, they were excited. They said, God is with us. But moments later, even though they were had escaped slavery, they'd even seen the, the Red Sea part and the waves crush the Egyptian army that were pursuing them. You know, at that point you think, surely now you can be free. But actually they still lived and they thought like slaves. They yearned to go back at different points in the journey to the promised land, back to slavery, because all of a sudden it seemed so much more rosy, the grass seemed greener, believe it or not, than slavery, because they couldn't receive the new vision. They couldn't hear what God was trying to say to his people that I have a better land, a land flow with milk and honey where you can plant your own vineyards, build your own homes, trade the way that you want and experience freedom. But they were bound in their mind and live like slaves, even though their circumstances changed. You might have heard of the the, the little baby elephant that when it's brought into the circus, they chain that little elephant with a, with a, a bit of rope and a, and, a, and a stake into the ground. And as it grows up, it learns that it cannot move from this little stake and the, the rope that holds it chained to that spot. But the reality is that as it grows and grows and grows and becomes a full mature adult, it still behaves in a way that it feels that it cannot escape the small stake and rope that exists. When the reality is it could just walk, it could probably sneeze and those, that rope would snap. But it's been trained, it's been conditioned to think that it is still a slave to the circus, to, its, its, to that restrictive area. It's grown up thinking that that is all that it has in life. And as human, as human beings, we have that same challenge where so often we grow up thinking that this is it. This is our lot. I'm here to say it isn't. And so there's this fantastic scripture in Romans, a book that Paul, one of the apostles, wrote to the church, said, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. That's taken from the Amplified Version of the Bible, which is a little bit kind of, uh, it, it puts a bit more um, words into it. But it's fantastic because it says, don't be trans, you know, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, we can't, we, we should not conform ourselves to the, the, the thoughts of the past. Just like the Israelites, 
having left Egypt, having left under the rule of the Egyptians, were conforming to still the pattern of slavery rather than being renewed in their thinking to receive a new pattern of freedom and, and, and of abundance. And so I want to spend a bit of time around this scripture because what is it that stops us from entering into the new? Because on one hand, we have hope for the new. We want to experience it. We want to, we want to enter into it and all the benefits that the new brings. But at the same time, we sometimes feel nervous. We feel intimidated, uneasy about making those changes. And it's, it, it is hard. But with Jesus, all things are possible. I want to read for you from Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. And it says, their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see, open their ears to hear, and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and I would instantly heal them. I love that. You know, right there, I want to pick out three things. You know, what stops us from being able to experience the, the renewing of our mind, the transformation that we're after, the new start that is on offer from Jesus Christ? You know, when it comes to it, the first thing it mentions is that we that we should have we should open our ears to hear. Sorry, that we should open our eyes to see. You know, can you see right now the vision that God has for you in your life? Or perhaps maybe you know there's uh, you know we talk about having cataracts. You know, as we get older, I know some of my family have, have had to have cataracts removed because. I don't know exactly medically what it is, but it, it, it causes the vision to be blurred and start to haze and, and, and no longer have that same clarity and, and it's no longer 20-20 vision. And so they remove the cataracts and all of a sudden it's back to great vision. And so often as we go through life, the experience that we go through, we have cataracts forming, not physically in our eyes, but in terms of the vision that maybe we have for what, we're, what we originally had such energy for. A great example for me is, is, you know, having kids. And then for many families, it's not always straightforward having kids. Uh, you know, there are challenges that, that exist and sometimes, you know, issues in terms of getting pregnant. But then when we, we have that vision of, of having a kid and it's lovely, it's like, yep, yeah, now the time is right and it's a dream. And then when the kid comes and if it's your first one and it's crying all night long and you don't know what to do and for some reason it just doesn't have an off switch, all of a sudden the dream can very quickly turn into a nightmare the vision starts to lose the glow. <laughs> and, and if we're not careful, we start to get grumpy or, or disgruntled with kids. Not that I've ever been grumpy with my kids. I am. And, uh, and it's, it's, we have to, I have to renew my mind to think, no, this is a, this is a gift. This is what I've always wanted. This is what, I, this is what we, were, we were. At one point in life, we could not wait. We were with anticipation, expectation. And now it's here. Maybe things have slightly waned a little bit but I want to renew the vision. I want to be able to see clearly that in these children is the future. <laughs> in these children, it is the joy to be able to like spend time with them. Even in the holiday season, I'm thinking, come on, there's only so many summers that I'm going to get with these kids until they you know, fly the nest. I don't want to start wishing it away. I want to enjoy the present moment, but that requires me to renew my thinking because so often it just starts to glaze over and actually that vision starts to become a little less clear and, and I get spiritual cataracts in my sights that I can't see as clearly as I used to. So can you see, can you see clearly or do you not really perceive it? Can you hear? Are your ears open to hearing or are they plugged and hard of hearing? 
Can you hear what God is wanting to say to you right now through his word, through his Bible? As I'm speaking to you today, as you're hearing some of the scriptures, if you read it in your own time, do you hear what God's wanting to say to you right here, right now? Can you hear the truth? And, and, and when you hear the Bible, think, I want that for myself. Or do you hear it for other people? Do you hear what God is wanting to say right now to you? Because there's something profound about what we hear, right? And, and we can hear things, but it doesn't always land, right? We can hear it in one ear and it goes out the other. That's sometimes an expression we say in the UK, in one ear, out the other. But actually, does it, does it register with you the truth that you're hearing? You know, I remember early on, uh, before I got married with Anna, and uh, there was this moment, I literally remember it as clear as day, because she said something to me that completely transformed my life. It transformed a lot of things. And it was all this. It was a question. It says, when are we going to get married? Now, that question is very straightforward. And you might be wondering whether this was quite a few, maybe years into our relationship that she was asking this question. And we were in a place of just, you know, we relaxed enough to ask such questions. You know, for me, I think I was 20 years of age and it absolutely hit me like a ton of bricks. Why? Because I think it was maybe, maybe two months after we'd started dating that this question was posed to me. My initial instinct was like, what? <laughs> but then moments, I didn't just hear the words, I heard the message maybe slightly beneath the words, which was, I'll probably say yes if you ask me to marry you. Because at that moment in time, I had no idea that Anna would even consider marriage, let alone marriage with me, and actually that I would be a, a viable candidate, male, whatever. Um, so it was just, it was, it was unbelievable. But it completely revolutionized so many things in a moment because I realized I need to get on quick and catch up because um, otherwise I will lose this woman to someone else because she is phenomenal. And so after two months of dating, in my mind, I quickly thought, yep, I do want to get married to her and, and we need to be quick. So I think I proposed a month later and then three months out of that, we were, we were wed. And that's, um, that's quickly seeing the vision become very clear and hearing things very clearly. But it's so easy. I mean, the number of times where, you know, I hear things from my kids or now from Anna where it just, it kind of drifts because I'm in the zone. I've, I've got my, my laptop open or my phone on and I just don't always hear what's being said. I don't perceive it. Right now in this day and age, we have so many distractions. I, I, I read the other day that in 2013, so a good while ago, Apple confirmed that there were 17.3 push notifications that went out to Apple phones around the world. 17.3 trillion. I don't even know how big that number is, but I know it's big. <laughs> and that's how many distractions or things are trying to capture your attention right now on your device. You know, we get it all the day. And those distractions, they get in the way from us being able to hear. Last week, Matt was talking about being still. And when we're still, we can know that God is for us, that he is here, he is with us. And so it's so important that we don't just go through life where we cannot hear, we, it's all plugged in and we're missing so much of what God has for us and what he's trying to say. Right now in this moment, I wanna encourage you, why not pause this video just for 30 seconds, give it a go and see if God speaks to you. Ask God to speak to you right here, right now. Leave it for a minute and just take that moment. It's so unusual for us to pause in life but actually that stillness is vital for us to be able to receive from God at times. So maybe take, take a pause now. I'll wait for you. <laughs> I'm joking. So let me move on. 
you know, so we've, we've talked about, can you see? Can you see the vision that God's got? Can you hear what God is saying to you? And finally, is your mind open to the new thing that God is doing? Is your mind understanding of what God has for you and God wants to do in your life? Because it is, it's, it's our mind that so often is the blockage. You know, in Jesus' time, there were many people that heard him and the people that struggled the most listening to Jesus were the Pharisees, the religious leaders and rulers of the day because they had a much, they had a very fixed mindset. They weren't ready often to receive what Jesus was saying. It was those that already knew that they had failed, that they messed up in life. They were like, no, I need a savior. And so here in Jesus, they were able to receive from him. I wonder today if your heart and your mind is hardened to hearing from God. And I wanna, I wanna say there is, there is something very simple that we can do, and it's just very simply humbling ourselves before God. You know, pride causes us not to hear. In marriage, one of the things that often gets in the way is when we are proud and we don't want to hear from our spouse or our partner. You know, even our kids sometimes, I, I, you know, I think, well, I know better because I'm older. I've, I've got more years behind me. But sometimes, <laughs> every now and then, I need to listen. I need to hear from them because they have a unique perspective. You know, they, they haven't been as, you know, they've not been cynical. You know, they haven't had time yet for life to beat them around. And actually, it's beautiful when they have that freedom to have faith or to believe for things that even myself am thinking, oh man, I've grown a bit stale, a bit old, a bit, a bit kind of hardened in my thinking. And yet we need to be humble. We need to be light, flexible, agile to receive. Because as we receive truth, as we receive God's promises into our life, we can experience that freedom. We can experience that freedom for living. The transformation on the inside is not just for the inside. It is that it completely transforms our externals, our outside. It's one of the greatest thing is the greatest thing in life to be able to give our life to Jesus and experience him transforming our life right here right now not waiting for heaven but right here here on earth you know God's message kingdom message that we bring heaven to earth right now it's it's amazing it's powerful so I've got a little equation for you if we see clearly and if we hear clearly and we understand clearly we will experience transformation, the renewing of our mind. And that transformation is fantastic because we experience so many benefits, so many blessings, the other side of transformation. I want to encourage you to, uh, to consider this message. You know, what do you want to renew on the inside? What do you want to see change? What do you think God maybe wants to see change within you? I wonder right now if the Holy Spirit will just nudge a few thoughts into your thinking of things that he wants to free you from. Maybe things that you thought, I could never be free. Hold on. Don't live like a slave. Enter in and receive freedom. Picture it. Hear it. And understand it in your mind. That God wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be bound. He doesn't want you to be chained with depression or anxiety or with fear or worry. He wants you to be free so that you can set other people free. That's the beauty of Jesus and his kingdom here on earth. So I've said a lot of things. Um... And I want to pray for us. I want to pray for, you know, for, for, for those of you that are listening. And if it's your first time hearing a message like this and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Um, you might not, well, you won't understand everything. You, in one sense, you never will. God is that much higher and greater than us that we will never fully understand the fullness of who he is and his ways. But it's beautiful. 
in that journey as we go through life to uncover the mystery of God, to uncover the truth, the, the, the hidden gems of who he is. Because we discover who he is, we get a greater understanding and revelation of who we are, children of God, royalty, co-partners with Christ on this mission here on earth. It's amazing. I could go on another preach with this, but uh, if we just bow our head, close our eyes for a moment, and I'll pray for us. Thank you, God, that you are for us, that you are with us. Lord, I want to ask for those of you that have heard this message maybe for the first time or are new to hearing about Jesus and, and, and who you are and what you did at the cross. I want to ask if in, if in your heart right now that you say this prayer in your heart after me. Jesus, I want to invite you right now into my heart. I want to turn from the way that I've been doing life turn towards you. I want to change the direction and I want to direct my life, orientate my life towards you. I want to commit and call my allegiance under you. I want to receive your Holy Spirit. I want to turn from the air of my ways. And I want to believe that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and that he is going to be the King of my life. And that I'll receive right now the power, the gift of the Holy Spirit into my life to help me transform, to help me renew my mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. For the rest of us, I want to, I want to encourage you to, to dwell on some of these things, dwell on some of those scriptures. Romans 12, verse two, read it. In any of the versions of the Bible, it's fantastic. And, you know, meditate, spend some time thinking on it. Think about, you know, Matthew 13, verse 15, where it talks about, you know, do you see things, do you hear things, do you understand things? Because those are the things that will stop us from experiencing the transformation that God has got for each and every one of us. Thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week. As I said, you know, we're here every week. And if you're interested in joining with us as Global Church, we have churches in different parts of the world. But we are always on the lookout for people that may be interested in church planting. You don't have to be a full-time, you know, minister or ordained necessarily. Um, We have a process and we have a model that we kind of work to. We're passionate about helping people build the kingdom and uh, right here in their city, in their location. And uh, it's fantastic. All right, guys, have a great week and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 